check. All right, check. Mic check. Amen. Amen. Well, praise the Lord, everybody. Let's try that one more time. Amen. So glad to be in the house of God tonight. One more time to worship. I want to join the songwriter when he said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I'm so honored to be here tonight. Amen. It's a privilege. You know, there are so many things that are happening in our world today. In fact, you know, with our recent crisis, with our um, uh, smoke storm, put it that way, lack of a better term, coming all the way from Canada, affecting the entire East Coast. And um, the ones that affected, you know, unfortunately, some areas it's a little bit thicker than others. And I guess for people that have immune system, you know, I recommend um, to at least take more protective or stay out if you don't have to be out. So, but we're glad we're here. Again, I brought my mask out. Again, came out this morning. And first thing I did, once I sent the air quality, I went and get my mask and I was masked up again. I was like, oh, my God, are we ever going to get out of this? But, you know. Through it all, God have everything in control. There's no need to worry about what's going on in the atmosphere. Because once God is with us, nothing can be against us. I'm a strong advocate for that statement. Amen. And I'm going to stand by that statement. So we're so glad that everyone is here tonight. We're here to praise and to worship the Lord tonight. And we're in His presence one more time to worship Him. Our online congregation, we welcome you tonight. We pray that wherever you are, whatever you're doing, Amen. You're staying safe. Amen. And you're getting ready for the words tonight as the word come forth tonight. So we're going to invite you, before we invite you to stand, just a couple of reminders. Amen. Um, this week, um, uh, this Saturday, the 10th, uh, we have the men's uh, um, district men's conference in um, Plainsfield. Um, so if you need more information, you can talk to Brother Tom or see myself. Um, um, six. Oh, the service is at 6 p.m. Oh, ooh, thank you. Service is at 6 p.m. Ooh. <laughs> um, that's a good change. I remember there's going to be a change, but that's good. For, so for those of you brothers that are able to make it, Amen. 6 p.m. in Plainsfield. See Brother Tom for more information. Or Brother Darrell, talk to either one. They give you more information where that is concerned. Amen. And for those of us that are here, don't forget the 24th is our church dedication. So make sure you tell your friends and family. Um, the important thing is that you want to tell them to register. Go online and register for our church dedication. Amen. So that we can have a good count of the amount of people we're going to be catering for, going to prepare to host in the in the facility here um, on the 24th. Amen. And uh, uh, last but not least, I want to thank those brothers that were able to came out on Saturday for our um, work day. I know we have different brothers doing different things throughout the areas. Amen. So we thank those that were able to clean in whatever capacity you were able to help out. We appreciate it. We have another work day coming up on the 17th. Amen. And I think I will start that time maybe anywhere between 9 to 10. I may not get there until we're after 10 because I have to run and do a couple appointments before I get there in, in the morning. So, um, you know, whatever else that we have, I think the ladies will be planning to do majority of the cleaning and the sanctuary and whatever else needs to be cleaned. 
Um, I'm sure Sister White will follow up with more information where that is concerned. Amen. So that's my only uh, announcement. I don't know if there's anything else that I miss. I think we got everything. Amen. Now this time we're going to invite everyone to please stand as we pray tonight. Ask the Lord to open our minds and our understanding tonight. And help us to take heed to the words tonight as they come forth. And that he will touch the man of God as he come forth with the words tonight. That God will use him for his glory. And that will be richly blessed by the words. Amen. So let's just pray to the Lord. If you have a prayer request tonight, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand as we touch and agree. Amen. Look around. You see all the hands that are raised tonight. That the Lord will meet our knees. Amen. Touch everyone. Amen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer tonight. Father God, we love you. We thank you, Lord God, one more time for being in your present. Truly in your present there is fullness of joy. And at your right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Father God, we love you. We adore you. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. You are great and you are greatly to be praised. Lord God, there is none like you. There is none to compare. You are the one that we adore. You are the one that is and that is to come. You are our redeemer. You are our savior. You are the one that dies so that we can have life and have it more abundantly. We gather here tonight, Lord God, to worship you one more time. We ask you, Lord God, that you will touch us tonight, Lord God, individually. Touch us collectively. Oh, God, I pray for the man of God tonight, Lord God, that you'll touch him tonight, Lord God. Bless him and his family, Lord God. Give him strength in his body tonight, Lord God. We pray, Lord God, for everyone that raised their hand tonight, Lord God. Whatever their needs are tonight, Lord God, we're touching and agree. Oh, God, uh, believing that we trust the God, knowing that you're able to do exceptions exceedingly abundantly above that which we ask or think lord god lord god if it's sickness in their body lord god we ask you for a complete healing lord god from the crown of their head to the sole of their feet if it's a financial breakthrough lord god oh god we know your haber lord god to make what seems impossible possible lord god oh god if it's lord god physical oh god if it's uh oh whatever the needs are in the, all of us body here tonight, Lord God. We ask you, Lord God, that you will meet us, Lord God. Father God, as we pray, Lord God, we ask you, Lord, that you continue to move in a miraculous way in this facility, Lord God. Touch every family, every home. Lord God, those that are watching us via online tonight, we ask you to touch them, Lord God. Whatever needs that they have tonight, Lord God. Whatever is going on in their home, oh God. We ask you, Lord God, to touch them, Lord God, their body. Oh God, give them strength, Lord God. We ask you, Lord God, to move upon us like never before. Help us, Lord God, to be ready that when the trumpet sound, we'll be ready to make heaven our home. We'll be ready to make it in the rapture, Lord God. But Father God, we love you. We adore you. We acknowledge you tonight, Lord God. We give you all the glory. You are great and you're greatly to be praised. We worship you, Lord God, for you are the King of kings and the Lord of all lords. You are the Alpha and Omega. You are the beginning and the end, the first and the last. You are the immutable God, the God that is and the God is to come. Father God, we worship you tonight. We love you, Lord God. We adore you. We ask your will to be done tonight. Not our will, but your will, Lord God. Touch those that are not here tonight, Lord God. We pray for those that are traveling tonight. That you give them traveling mercy, Lord 
Lord God. I pray and ask you to continue to move upon us. Continue to send us souls from the east, west, north, and south, oh God. Release all the souls that are predestined for our church for such a time as this, Lord God. We ask you, Lord God, that you continue to speak to our hearts. Speak to our minds, oh God. We come at a service in your hands tonight. And as we pray tonight, Lord God, for the men of God, as we come tonight with the words, we ask you, Lord God, that you'll use him like never before. Let your anointing be upon him from the crown of his head to the sole of his feet, Lord God. Let, oh God, your spirit move upon him, Lord God, that we can be blessed tonight by the words that come out of his mouth. Oh God, use him for your glory for such a time as this. Oh God, we come at this service in your hand. We ask you to have your way, Lord God. We come in ourselves to you. Lord God, we magnify your name. We glorify you because you're great and you are worthy to be praised. Let your will be done, Lord God. Bless us completely, Lord God. Bless us like never before, Lord God. We give you all the glory and all the honor as we say thanks. Have your way in this place tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And can we just give the Lord a round of applause tonight, church? Let's just worship him tonight. Let's just take a few seconds and just thank him for being so good to us tonight. We love you, Lord God. We adore you. We exalt and worship your name tonight, Lord God. In the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, amen. We're going to ask you to remain standing, amen. I'm going to take this time out. I want to welcome uh, Minister Bradley. He's going to come forth with the words tonight. So just be attentive. Listen to the words of God as he brings forth the words tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you, my brother. God bless you. Thank you. Yes, sir. This mic. Praise the Lord, everyone. Come on, let's give God a hand praise in the house. Let's clap our hands before the Lord. Lord, we thank you. We give you honor. You alone are God. And beside you, there's no one else. Well, this is the day that the Lord has made. We are going to rejoice in all things. For Paul said, and he reminded the church, that in Thessalonica, he said, in all things, not for all things, but in all things, Give thanks unto the Lord, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning us. And we give God thanks for another time. We're going to get straight to the word. We honor our pastor in his absence and Sister Wyatt. Thank God for their presence and thank God for their leadership. We give God praise for everyone in their respective places, to our minister Scarlett and to all those who labor in the kingdom of God. We give God thanks for everyone who is present tonight. Um, You are really showing God's um, effort or your effort within your love and your passion. Of course, others would desire to be here, of course, understanding the circumstances. um, But you're understanding now that more than ever, we need uh, more assembling together. One of the things that are challenging in this time, which was spoken about the book of Acts, um, and the origins of who what identifies us is that in the book of Acts chapter 2 verses from verses you say from after of course you understand the plan of salvation but after that he spoke specifically that they were in fellowship all right and saints of God as much as much I believe that technology is impacting the world reaching the gospel in places that we can't reach physically but it has its place. It has its place. 
is not to take over everything of the context of what now we are seeing the impact that it's making, where it's causing us to now be in our little silos, but we're connected because we're virtually connected. Uh, it's been a blessing for the past three and a half years, but I think we are far past that at this point. If God should forbid allow another pandemic, oh, may God help us, because I'm telling you, uh, some of us, when we got through the pandemic, you wonder if our faith even increased. It was struggling at some point, but we're together again, and we got a church. This is our building, and we can't afford to be on Zoom while we got this building occupied. No, no, sir, no way. I can be, I can speak a little patois if I can be funny. Not, not, not so, not so, not so. That's not happening, okay? Yeah, that's not happening, okay? And God is so good to us. But let's get to the Word of God. Let's pray that God will bless us. And I give God thanks for what He's doing. God, let's connect in prayer. Father, we thank you for what you've started in this house. We believe that God, you're going to speak. We pray that you use me as an oracle. Hide me behind the cross, let your face be seen, think with my mind, stand in my body, and you'll use your tongue, or use my tongue to your, your glory, because you're going to be speaking. Let no one be seen but Jesus Christ and him crucified in this place. We pray for those who are watching, and we pray for everyone that is yet joining us in this time of fellowship and a time of breaking of the word of God. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. We're going to uh, go to our scriptures, reading them, the book of Mark, chapter number 2. Again, I honor the, our pastor for allowing us to be in this capacity. I don't take this lightly at all because it could have been otherwise, but we believe our church is on the move and we're growing to where we can you know, have us being just available for God's kingdom, God's glory. And we're going to go and read, and it's funny, we're going to use, as I was meditating um, as he asked me to stand in this place, um, Sunday morning was very impactful, and I give God praise to the Wyatt for leading us in that portion of our our, our adult Christian uh, education series um, on this wise and this particular chapter and particular scriptures. We're going to the book of Mark, chapter two, and we're going to read from verses one to twelve, and I'll read in your hearing again. He entered into Capernaum after some days, and it was noise that he was in the house. And straightway many were gathered together, insomuch that there was no room to receive him. Not, no, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word unto them. And, he, and they come unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy. We're going to focus on him tonight but which was born of four, okay? We're also focusing on the four as well. And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was. And when they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. When Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. But there was a, there were a certain of the, there were certain of the scribes sitting there and reasoning in their hearts. Why doth this man thus speak blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? God only. And immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they 
so reasoned within him themselves, he said unto them, Why reason ye these things in your hearts? Whether it is easier to say to the sick of the palsy, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Arise, take up thy bed, and walk. But they, but that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins, he saith to the sick of the palsy, I say unto you, I say unto thee, Arise, and take up thy bed, and go thy way into thine house. And immediately, verse 12, he arose, took, upon, took upon, up the bed, and went forth before them all, insomuch that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, We never saw it on this fashion. We're going to speak on, I have a thought in mind, and I was meditating, I've been meditating on this, and I believe we should stay in the vein of where um, uh, the under-shepherd is taking us, or at least the Holy Spirit is leading him, so we should, I believe, to be effective and to we all continue to say and speak the same things. We're not going to be, I would say I was be adding to the series of discipleship, but the thought that came in mind, I've been focusing on this, or thinking about this, the subject we're dealing with is lessons from rubber. <laughs> it may seem comical, but it's going to make some sense. Lessons from rubber. You may be seated in God's presence. The one thing that all rubber, natural, and synthetic synthetics have in common, they are all stretchy. If you see this, I have a demonstration of, of a material that deals with exercise that is made from rubber and the purpose of it. Um, if I should show you a little bit, those who are watching, if I should do like a specific positional exercise, I can put my foot down and you can see the purpose of the rubber is to cause strength to the intents of the muscles. It's a resistance band. That's what it is. It's to bring some strength. But the key is this, is the focus of this, it stretches. It stretches. It has the elasticity to be effective in its object. Um, it's funny. If we look at rubber itself, in essence, that what makes rubber rubber. But what exactly makes it stretchy, the answer is, it's called anthropy. Anthropy, E-N-T-H-R-O-P-Y, anthropy. Anthropy is a state of disorder. And there is an important law of physics called the second law of thermodynamics, which say that a system will move from a state of order to disorder. So the state of order is just you watching it, but the state of disorder is by disrupting and resisting the purpose of the actual object of moving it from one motion to the next. So it doesn't look like the actual image of what you're seeing. You're causing force for it to be effective. I'm not trying to be, I'm not a physician or someone that uh, studies physics. I'm not, it's not a physics class, but there's a per point to this. For an example, it is easy to make, and this is the law of thermodynamics. It says it's easy to make messy, but to make clean 
again. Or it's easy to make a room easy to be made messy, but hard to make it clean as you saw it originally, which is would be spotless without any blemish, etc. And it's easy to crash a new car, but hard to repair it afterwards to get it basically where it was before it was crashed. Anthropy is often inconvenient, but it is also the thing that makes rubber stretchy. So is making disciples can cause you to spiritually stretch in inconvenience. And it is also the lifestyle that brings satisfaction. Discipleship is a test of one's spirit, soul, and body, of which you yourself have now allowing the Holy Spirit to cause within yourself the testimony and the revelation of Jesus to be an, a display. It should be an act of worship, an act of a lifestyle that will affect someone else. But not just that. You should allow yourself to be used of God to yet allow others to become more of the reflection of what you have been called or what they have been called to become in the earth. And basically your life is basically a portal of even in your own resistance to be stretched in places you yourself even know you have the capacity to be stretched in, whether it be as your personality whether it be is your temperament, whether it be is your psychological concept, because you're faced with questions from people who have different view thought, views, views and thoughts. And you may be stretched in a way of which basically coming out of your own comfort zone to be effective in that moment or to be effective for that person to know that they themselves is learning. They're learning. You're, you're, you're trying to not to to make them robots, to make them feel as if they have to uh, assemble themselves um, in a way of which they make themselves not understanding their own personality, what God uniquely made them as. But you're becoming more like their original creation, their purpose, their image of God, becoming more clear to them that they may become of a full man the scripture says that we may all come into maturity unto the fullness and the stature of jesus christ not what you think they should become but what jesus said they should be and what they should become in the earth because i always tell people my testimony can only go so far why because my experience or my limited um occasions of, of 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 situations that I may not have been exposed to doesn't make me less of who I am but I know for a fact that even though I experienced not the, tra- the trauma or the, the experiences of what others may have faced doesn't make me feel as if I'm insignificant of becoming a help to them a disciple to them but they themselves we are called to cause them to find their potential and stretch them in places of disorder where they themselves can yet become what God has called them to be and become what he has made them. Because all we are are just vessels. We're just clay clay potters. We're just people that are yet caused 
to be used in the capacity which he has yet molded us for his glory, that that he may be seen in us. He said, for the past 12 weeks, our church has been focusing on 12 on discipleship. And you, I can feel the spirit permeating throughout the congregation, the need and desires of discipleship. And let's examine ourselves and evaluate where we stand when it comes to discipleship. I have about five questions. You can summarize these questions, and I want us to think about these. If you have a pen, something to write with, I I would suggest you consider this. Because in your time of devotion, your time of just in this season of which this church is dealing on discipleship, maybe this would help. Ask yourself, this is the question number one. How has your life changed or what adjustments we have made to become available to a disciple? How is your life changed or what adjustments we've made in the past 12 weeks, approximately our past has been dealing with for much longer than that, but 12 weeks we can say we have, which we have made to become available uh, to disciple. Question number two, how would you grade yourself so far? How would you grade yourself so far? Uh, question number three. What areas we need to improve in becoming an effective disciple? What areas we need to improve in our life in becoming an effective disciple? Question four. What challenges you have faced since devoting to becoming an effective disciple maker? Disciple maker. What challenges you have faced since devoting yourself to becoming an effective disciple maker? And number five, now this is an expression of what Paul says when he said, um, when he said, I don't count myself to be apprehended, but if this one thing I do, I, 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 I forget the things that are behind. I press towards the mark of the prize. So this question kind of sums up what Paul was dealing with. What, as Paul said, I press, what's the flame or how's the oil fuel in your life? To be consistent at disciple making. What's driving you? What's what is the thing that is fuel, refueling you? And if it's not, then we need to kind of do a self check. Anytime there's a time of which you kind of be notified of which you need a kind of a an, uh, a actual check or oil change or a maintenance change in your car. That's the time in which we take the car to the shop to make sure everything is right for the next how many miles they have put in the vehicle to be effective. It is interesting how the gospel of Mark begins recording. It's recording. And only in this gospel it says this. It is said in Mark chapter 1 verse 1, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. What's so significant about that verse? The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Now, out of the four gospels, this one uniquely gets to the mission of Jesus Christ. If you look at other the gospels, it don't really address the mission. But this particular writer, writing to a particular group of people, gets to its mission. And this church is on a mission. Can I say it? Can I get an amen? Amen. Hallelujah. The gospel defined 
is compared the evangel, evangel, the evangelized, the evangelistic. The word includes both the promise of salvation and its fulfillment by the life, death, burial, resurrection, and ascension of Jesus Christ. So that not only becomes our foundation, but it's the single most important event that should fuel us daily. I said the gospel should be the most, the most important events that should fuel us daily. I know that there's things are happening in the world that can we truly explain in the natural No, but in the spiritual, we can. We can. And what leads us is the gospel. So when people can talk about 2024 and who's running, we can say, okay, I remember there's a man called Jesus Christ who came into the world. He took, he reproved the world of sin, and yet he himself said, listen, come unto me, all ye that are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Your fear of what's happening in the future doesn't have to be concerned about what you don't know. What, what you do need to know is have a, relever, have a revelation of the gospel in your life. And if we get back to those foundational principles, saints of God, I believe we won't get so distracted. We won't get so distracted. It must fuel us as a church. It should quicken us for those who have received the baptism in his name. Listen, saints of God, we don't baptize in the name of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. When you have an understanding of who you are, your identity in Christ, the gospel itself with his baptism will make you understand, hold on, I can't really keep this experience to my own self. I got to remind my disciples, you don't go into the water because you're just feeling a level of, uh, I, I feel so um, happy and I feel so joyous. You should feel it. Just In itself, it should be exciting. The scripture says in Luke chapter 15, it says, Heaven will rejoice over one sinner will repent. Saints of God, I, I know sometimes, you know, we look hindsight at the past. But I remember back in the day hearing stories of people would warn people before they got into the water of being baptized in Jesus' name. Not that they're hindering anyone, not, not to say that they never had good intentions, because I believe, and I was meditating on this, Sister Scarlett, that in those days, it, has its, it had its place because they served their generation. They served their generation. And some of the concepts that they thought of may not be effective today, but for the generation that they serve, they've put the fear of God in you before you decided to take on baptism but it's important that you should because we're not to refrain from anyone but the purpose of what we are trying to say is this when you take on the name of jesus over your life that message becomes your lifestyle so that you don't have to feel pressure to feel as if well if i'm not even used in the congregation that i'm serving i won't feel a sense of insignificance I know that my testimony of my experience of being saved is good enough to see many come and become effective as a disciple maker. Many people are looking for an appointment. For some reason, I don't know what validation are you looking for. At some point in this life, 
It doesn't mean anything if you want to be affirmed by Now, mind you this, it was important. It was important. And at this place, Paul talked about uh, making sure those who wait on their ministry, make the ministry with be without blame. Those who oversee the flock of God, you know, he, want, he admonished them. But when it comes to us being a minister of the, and a disciple of Jesus Christ, trust me, when you put on the name of Jesus over your soul and you repent of your sins, number one, you repent of your sin, put on the name of Jesus, accept him, and then you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, you're immediately sent on the mission field. You're sent on the mission field. And you're sent on the mission field so that others can see the light. Your city now becoming on a hill. You become the city that is on the hill that cannot be hid. The story of the book of Mark, chapter 2, one of the earliest stages of Jesus' ministry, Jesus often went to the synagogue in Capernaum on the Sabbath day at times to teach. And he, he specifically thought, though he specifically, though at this time where historically he stated more, he stated more likely, or he stayed more likely in the house of Simon Peter, that particular house that they were focused on in Mark chapter 2. And, of course, Jesus' ministry brought large crowds. Of course, he was doing a lot of good things. He was affirmed in his ministry when he was baptized in the Jordan. Mark chapter 1 speaks about the heavens opening and declaring, This is my beloved son, whom am I well pleased. He was affirmed that he was to be yet sent. He was the lamb that was yet slain. He was to show as an example that all things must become of righteousness. It was that meant to understand that he was not to destroy, but to fulfill everything that the law had prophesied of who he was to become. All the chronological events of Jesus Christ prophesied was in full motion of why he was yet doing what he did in the earth. He said in the scripture, and, and it was focused that when he was teaching and he was saying, you know, talking about the kingdom, preaching about the kingdom, and those spectators were there. Scripture says there was a paralytic man, man that was lame, man that was sick in his in his physique. He was he was he was hindered. He was a he was someone that was not able to be effective in his mobility. And these four men, I'm talking about these four men. It was mentioned on Sunday that these four men caused them their lives to be stretched. It focused on faith because Jesus is the healer. Jesus is someone, of course, of his magnitude, can speak to the wind, can speak to spirits, and they must adhere. But the focus was on the foreman's belief that this man can touch this friend or this, this man that was enabled to be in the capacity of that room physically. He couldn't stand on his own. He needed assistance. And they did what they needed to do. They determined, saints of God, they were determined. Saints of God, discipleship is determination. You've got to be determined. And it just can't be from the, and, I, and, and it was said before, you know, what's coming from this podium from those who minister, the praise team. That's another aspect. You know, this past Sunday, man, I felt words were going forth in the spirit. When the scripture, sorry, when the song was sung, he's a covenant-keeping God. When Sister Zori was standing here, I, I encourage us to listen. I really feel the Lord is speaking. And he could use even the praise team to minister. That's why it's, just a, it's a very sacred thing. When you, I don't even, sometimes I just, I don't know why God does his things. Because 
This is no plaything. This is no plaything. This is life and death up in here. And God is doing some things in this church. And when we talk about where God allowed the moving of the Spirit of God in that room to have these men to take this paralytic man, take him on the rooftop, they were determined for the outcome of what he can become. When you're a discipleship maker, you don't see them where they presently are. You see them where they are becoming, where they are the potential of what God can know, what they have been, yet, uh, what they have been assigned to become in the earth. And so because of that, they were determined to take him and even, even cost to do something unconventional, to go and to take a portion of the roof or completely take the roof off so that their need be met. It was important to them. It was a very critical to them. Saints of God, I'm really touching on some, 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 some real pressing on close to, to the deep end. But um, Pastor made mention of some type of traditions that I really held to when I was growing up. I never thought of that idea until it was mentioned that when it comes to someone being saved, I always thought in my mind, you know, when you're getting saved, you got to make sure you're... <laughs> at the local assembly that you are yet called to or you're, you're going to. But that was, that was something that we had to die, 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 dissect that is not actually according to Scripture. There are some methods, saints of God, that we got to measure up to the Word of God. There are some methods. There are some methods. I know what Paul said, I believe, in, to, the group of, to the church in Thessalonica that talks about holding to certain traditions. Now, he wasn't really speaking of traditions of what his opinion thought of or what he personally witnessed. But when, I, when he talks about the word of God, it takes precedence over anybody's thought, anybody's opinion, anyone's ideology. It takes precedent. And some things, saints of God, they just weren't biblical. Just, let's just be transparent. It was not biblical. I, it was understood, but it wasn't technically correct. Because we cannot have souls who are hungry to get saved, and they got to wait until the next day, the next week, to get saved. Because to, 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 get, to be affirmed, no, it, that doesn't make any sense. So there's some things in God, especially those who are new first-generational apostolics. Because I'm, as I, I was mentioned before, this is a multi-generational congregation. There are men who have experience beyond first generation, but there are, what's coming now, saints of God, is a revival of a harvest of persons who are, have no history, no connection. They know nothing about what a man called G.T. Haywood. They don't know, um, uh, they don't know, <laughs> see, they don't know Zusa Street. They don't know William Seymour. They don't know Charles Parham. They don't know, they don't know, they don't know. Uh, persons like Witherspoon, and they don't know Goss, Howard Goss. They don't know patriarchs of old. They don't know the TF10s. They don't know um, the GA Mangums. They don't know the Haney's. They don't know the, cha uh, the Chambers. They don't know the, the Pews. They don't, they don't know these men who stood up for the gospel. They don't know the, the Urshans. They don't know these people. But doesn't make them less important. They don't make them less important, saints of God. 
they must understand now that if they're in a situation where they're novices to the move of the Spirit of God, and they may be paralytic, they may be that young man who was crippled, and the experience of the four men was able to see beyond the condition, and they were moved because they knew Jesus could have healed them. Saints of God, more than any experience of our legacy and heritage, which I hold dear. Listen, saints of God, listen, I'm telling you, I, by the help of the Lord, and you pray for me, listen, I bleed, I bleed apostolic. I bleed apostolic. Don't, listen, don't, let, don't get it twisted. I bleed this thing. When you get a chance to watch on YouTube some of the old um, uh, messages from uh, Because of the Times, and, and, you, wa- and you watch some of these, um, these, these, these messages from the back in the day, I'm telling you, you're, you're, you're at attention. Because I'm telling you, the fear of God was just spoken forth, and things would begin to happen. People would just run to the altar, and you just hear weeping and crying. I remember when Billy Cole would watch, well, I watched Billy Cole for the first time. Now, coming from a whole different experience, um, you know, where in terms of where I'm coming from personally, but when I begin to hear him speak with the authority about receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost, listen, if you didn't get the Holy Ghost, man. You either was needing to be healed of deafness, dumb, something in you wasn't connecting in the service. You needed deliverance. He had a comical attitude. Billy Cole will laugh in his message, and you say, why is he laughing? But it wasn't just a laugh to be hysterical. It was a laugh of the joy of the Lord. It was very, it was very unique and different. But... We have to understand, people today, they're not going to know him unless they are viewing YouTube or told of history of that. But it comes to the situation in the junction where we stand now. Where are we in the impact of where rubber is effective in the earth? Are we able to stretch ourselves, saints of God, to places where even when we have to sometimes kind of grin our teeth or just grit our teeth when certain things are coming in? Are we, are we able to stretch saints of God until they become, as Paul said, Christ be formed in them? We got to travail, saints of God. That's why we are in prayer. That's why, that's why, that's why we are 5 a.m. prayer, because we're praying because that Christ will be formed in us. Okay? We got to stretch saints of God. We got to stretch saints of God. We have to hold to our identity. And that's one thing that we're not compromising is our identity. We're not compromising our identity, saints of God. The method may be changed. It may, it may have its difference, but the message is going to be hardcore. We not, listen, it's either you're in or you're out. No in between. Ain't no in between. We're in a situation, saints of God, if we're not careful, we'll fall. We'll fall. I'm not laughing because I want to laugh. I feel like Billy Cole. I'm not Billy Cole, but I just feel, saints of God, that where some of our apostolic, apostolic movements are going, I just, I, just, I, just, I just ponder in my mind. Are we going to allow the natural dis- disasters of this world to make people to get themselves together and start ministering how they should minister? And not minister to make people happy, to make people feel good, to make to not move people to their purpose in life. 
Because I just feel as if people just want crowds, but they don't want a conversion. They don't want a conviction. And because we, I was talking to Pastor last week on, on Saturday about Dallas and Los Angeles. I'm not going to mention their names, but if you think of Dallas and Los Angeles, you'll get it. They're very prominent people, and, they, and, they, and, they, and, they, and they're crowd movers. These are people who are prominent. They, you know, they, they come from the belief that we believe, but they went away because they have moved on in life. They have excelled. They have excelled in life, both in the spiritual, say, in the natural, but really in the natural. Because when zeros begin to add to your name, your mind begins to think differently. Right? Right? And it's not about what race they are. It doesn't matter. It's just a matter of, listen, if you're, gonna, you're in the caretaking of souls, you have to be careful, saints of God. But be careful. I have to be careful. Discipleship making is somewhat of a covering. Because you yourself knowing that your, 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 your life is now being made hazard for someone. And someone is depending on you walking a certain way so that they are not confused. They are not uh, uh, discouraged. Because there's a lot of people I've seen walk through. They're good people. When they got saved, they were just excited. But one incident they witnessed turned them away. And now they have a their, their offense. They have an offense. Because they were not mature. They were not growing in. And so they have offense against the house of God. But I believe, saints of God, the Lord is drawing people. He's calling them from the north, west, east, and south. Because the spirit of offense can only resist for a certain time. The spirit of God. The scripture says, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard. That talks about the spirit of offense, really. Don't really talk about, oh, you know. You know, we're seeing, you know, the armies of heaven and the armies of, of hell just collide. No. We're talking about the spirit of offense being lifted. And the spirit of God lifting up a standard and saying, hey, take away, take, 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 take not my, my servant, my, the one I've called and chosen. And don't cause them to be confused. And take your hands off them to, to not release them to where the God has called them to be. And this man, paralytic, was in a situation where he couldn't be released to do what God has called him to do. He needed four men. I'm not even in my notes. I just feel the Lord is having his way right now. Saints of God, we got to be elastic. We got to stretch. I don't care anyone says this church is going to stretch. Not just because we want a bigger building's capacity. We want to stretch because we are a house that when we cast the net, when we cast our net, all kinds of things will come up. No, we're not going to compromise the net. Because all what people want to do is make people feel good to keep them. The devil is a liar. We're not making, trying to make people feel good. We want them with a relationship with God. We want them to have a personal connection with the Spirit of God. And you don't have to compromise to do that. You don't have to. That's a life in the pit of hell. Where you feel as if, my goodness, it's, it, it ain't good enough to just say you're baptized in Jesus' name. Just, 
allow little things to just let it go and just, hey, we, you know, no, no, just, 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 it ain't that big of a deal. No, it's important to God. It's important to the Lord. If you measure it up with the word of God, if it's not measured with the word of God, trust me, it's going to be consumed. It's going to be tried by fire and it's not going to have any way or its purpose. Saints of God, we're a church that is not just one dominant ethnicity or ethnicities. We are the church of the living God. We reflect the whole world. And if we're not able physically to be in that space, our mindset is a global mindset. Our mindset is beyond economic status, beyond things that are tangible. It is to impact the people of the name. When you are a part of the family of God, you are part of a kingdom. You're part of a a, a body. You become the body of Christ. You become joint heirs with Christ. And you become identified by his death, burial, resurrection, because you have the name of Jesus on you. You're not confused of who's your father. We got people who are confused of who they are. Because you got to ask them, who's the daddy? Who's someone? What name that's been named over them? Right? Praise the Lord. God is a good God, saints of God. Jesus said the paralytic sins were first forgiven. Watch this. The paralytic man's sins were first forgiven by Jesus. That is the most important. That is more important than it was for the healing of his body. Saints of God, when it comes to the saving of one's soul in this day and time, in this crucial hour, for us to be consistent, for us to be effective disciple makers, saints of God, it must be in the forefront of those who we are reaching out to. You are saved for a purpose. You are saved by grace through faith. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. You're not saved to make me feel good, to to make my name great. You're saved because you have the ability and the capacity to be an agent, to be a a rescuer, a a first responder, someone that has a desire and passion that can become effective in the earth realm. Because his scripture says, he said when he led captivity captive, he went, to, he went and, and conquered death, hell, and the grave. He said, I have the key of both death, hell, and the grave. And with that, within him, within him, sin was yet dispelled of one act. By the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, by him giving up the ghost, by him ascending on high. But he said, in him, in him, in Jesus Christ, I have given gifts in the earth. He said, first, I've given the apostleship. I've given, secondly, the prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, that we all become, the scripture says, all of us, all of us, the capacity within you, the capacity within you is not for you to, 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 uh, how could I say? It's within the capacity within yourself that the Lord will operate in you 
so that the purpose of those gifts will be demonstrated in the earth. It ain't for you to make yourself the name of what, such and such. And it's sad. It's sad. We got persons in, even in, in the, those who have accepted and understood of, of the apostolic persuasion are embracing these titles that are just vain. And, and they're, just, they're, just, they're just misappropriating everything. They're just causing people to be so enamored by the person. It's, it's, it's similar to this. There's a scripture in the book of Acts, chapter, I believe in chapter 12, that talks about um, Caesar. If I'm, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm understood where, um, no, Herod, not Caesar, Herod, Herod, <laughs> Herod himself got a little macho on himself. He, 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 he thought of himself bigger than God. When people began to praise of his works, he, he thought of himself like how Nebuchadnezzar thought of himself. And it was there Nebuchadnezzar became seven years in the fields because he, he, he began to grow hairs and, in that time because he thought like he was above God. Herod himself said, I will ascend like God. Or the scripture says, those who, those who heard of him speak, they heard him say, this must be a God. And the angel of God struck him right there. It's sad enough that many of us May have that under, may may have that lingering spirit, where they need people to ascend them, to lift them above what we are. We're just dirt and flesh. We're, we can't even inherit the kingdom of God in this flesh. But you want to ascend and lift me up? But listen, listen, saints of God, those things, listen, they're 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 coming to naught. That's not something that we should be even even thinking about. But it's sad enough. That there are souls that are who need to be delivered from that from that bondage, from that mindset. To understand that when you are in Christ, you're a new creature. You're a new creature in Christ. And your identity in Christ is not identified by you becoming a superstar. Your identity in Christ is becoming you becoming a servant. You becoming much lower. The Bible said he made us a little lower than the angels and crowned, them as, crowned us with glory and honor. And that your, your affirmation should be in pleasing God. Should be in the desires that God will be glorified through your life. The scripture said he forgave his sins in the book of Mark chapter 2. He forgave his of his sins before he healed his body. And they questioned Jesus Christ as I close. They questioned him. He said, how are you able to forgive sins? What authority and what right gives you? Are you not God? Only God can forgive sins. Jesus mourned them and Jesus talked to them. He said, whether it is easier, verse chapter, that's chapter number two, verse nine, whether it is easier to say to the sick of the palsy, thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, arise and take up thy bed and walk. But that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. To forgive sins. And saints of God, it is our desire that as we as persons who are striving to be effective disciple makers, our desire is that people are first presented the option, not just for their condition temporarily what they're facing, 
to be changed. And that's the more that's important to them. But let them know eternity is trying to call you and say, listen, you need to understand the importance of you deciding to give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. It's important for you to know that when you become like Jesus or when you become effective as a disciple maker, your life now is transformed in ways. See, you really haven't lived life until you experience the life of Jesus Christ. And tapping into that understanding that you can't really in the midst of the situation feel as if your situation is going to change once you get out of that water. Because physically in this life, you may not. Because all that is in the world is everything that is incumbents of it. And if you should ever have hope in this life, you'll be of all men most miserable. But you know that the heart of the God, heart of God is, is, is understanding that in the book of Romans chapter 14 verse 17 it says, The kingdom of God are these three, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That would consist the kingdom of God. And when you have the understanding to be molded into that kingdom of God, to, the, to be more in, in, the, in the image of the kingdom of God, you understand the purpose of that your own existence and situation and concerns and problems. Trust when it measures up to where I am in terms of where, in, where God sees me as. Yes, all things are, are chaos and things are going out of, out of control. And the Lord is not an author of confusion. He does not want you to, to, to have a strong life spiritually and a horrible life in terms of living out this world. But to measure yourself, to know in your mind where your attentions and your focus and your affections are on. Your, your focus, your whole, everything within you yourself, you have enough faith to believe that in the end, if my understanding of who I am in his kingdom is to know that I must have the joy of the Lord in spite of all that I'm going through. It makes me powerful than anyone that needs prescription drugs. Anyone that needs someone to, to facilitate them in therapy. Though we do, need a, we do need a therapist. We need people we can talk to. That's the scripture. That's the apostolic church. That we may break bread from house to house. That we may have fellowship one with another. That we may have community. That we may have the understanding. And I believe in natural. Listen, I believe in those who are experts in those fields. But when you can have things that you can't explain. Can you really explain the joy of the Lord? When you're going through all hell in your life. Can you explain when things are taken away from you? And you can be like Job. He said, listen, naked I came into this world. Naked I'm going to return. But the Lord giveth and he taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. It doesn't make any sense, saints of God. When you can see all the things that are happening in your turmoil and, and things are going upside down. And you say, listen, you said to yourself, uh, like David, uh, he declared in the scripture, he said, I shall not die, but I shall live to declare the works of the Lord. He said, he said, you know, as we close tonight, Job was an interesting character, very interesting character. You know, as the Lord will lead, breaking down Mark chapter 2, maybe to, the, to for another time. But I feel as if, saints of God, we're going to be stretched. I feel this church is going to be stretched. I just feel the spirit of being stretched. We just got to allow the resistance to happen. That's in the spirit realm. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, 
They are mighty through God, through the pulling down. It is not, it is, this is not saints of God we warn against, oh, oh, you, you're wearing the color red and you're wearing the color blue. No, 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 no. Listen, no, 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 no. That's for, that's for elementary level stuff. We're dealing with things that are affecting in the in unseen world. People, saints of God, we're, we, we have people more depressed than ever. People are dealing with so many issues and problems more than ever. There are more people to deal with in society. Of course you're going to have these issues. But saints of God, when a person has an experience with Jesus Christ, when they have a revelation of Jesus Christ, when they can be helped in the capacities of being empowered, empowered saints of God, we won't have our great days. Trust me, it's going to be a struggle sometimes. Let them see your weaknesses. Let, let, them, let them see what Jesus felt. You know, when he was there and he complained to the disciples, said, man, you can't stay up one hour with me as I pray. He must have been really frustrated because he knew what was to come of, their, of, of his destiny while they were sleeping. Don't get so hard on your disciples that they're not coming to church every time. <laughs> they're not coming and they're not answering the phone. And you're saying, I want to pick you up, but oh, next week, wait till next week. <laughs> Don't be discouraged, saints of God. We got to be determined to work. Work until there is a conforming in their life. When there's a transforming in their life. They're not getting the... Go there, Lord. They're not getting apostolic distinctions. They're not getting it. Say, God. Saints of God, let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. Till Christ be formed them. Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's get it together. They're on the listen. We should have a mentality that there be no listen. President Bush had a, a, had a had a had a had a I believe it was a it was a signing of a bill. I don't know if it was an executive order, but he penned the he had penned the bill. No one left behind. It was it was a, it was an educational uh, bill. I remember it because I was young enough to remember. He had a bill that says no child left behind. Well, I come to declare in this house, no saint of God left behind who come to Christ Center Church. No saint left behind. I have scripture to show you as I close. When the children of Israel were leaving out of Egypt, they said, listen, gather everything. Tomorrow this time, what you see today, you ain't going to see it again in colloquial terms. He said, listen. When the children of Israel were preparing to exit of Israel, the scripture says, I forgot where the scripture is. In Exodus, trust me, it's there. You just, you just remember these words. The scripture says, there was not one hoof, not one hoof left behind in Goshen. Saints of God, we, hallelujah, hallelujah. When we baptize people in the name of Jesus Christ, not one of them going to be left behind, saints of God. I, I'm declaring not one. It's take, it, take personal ownership, saints of God. And I think that's the culmination, and I know Pastor will elaborate more. Let's take ownership, saints of God. Let's be, we got to be persistent, saints of God. Today, I was deal, real quick, I was dealing with a person doing something. And he said, he said to man, when I get to hell, we're going to have a party. Because they were talking about that, what was happening outside. And he said, oh, the, the apocalypse is here. Apocalypse is here. And I was saying, and I said, you know, 
let me just wait. I said, Lord, I don't want to seem as if I, I'm a, not a witness if I just let this go and not address this because they're amongst some other people. And they were just laughing and saying, yeah, 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 you can talk about that. Yeah, you're going to be cutting hair in jail as well. They were just going on and on kind of things. But I took a side and said, you know what? When the time is right, when I was cutting my hair, let me just talk to them. I said, brother, you know what you just said. I understand. But that's not actually what hell will be about. Hell won't be a time where you'll feel as if you can get the DJ bump, bumping and we're going to be out partying and you're going to be the, you're going to be the MC of the night. No, we're not. We're not. We're not. You're not going to. You're not going to be doing all that kind of stuff in hell. And he said, really? Yeah. He said, oh, I was just saying it just because I want to make them feel good. But he said, and I began to share with them what the experience of what those who just who choose not to follow Jesus Christ. You see, the key word is getting it back to Jesus. Not to tell them about the, 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 the tribulation period, all the signs. And no, get them to Jesus. Because at the end of the day, you can learn all the, all the, the signs of prophecy, read all the end time ministry prophecies, all, read it all. But if you're not saved, trust me, trust me, you are not getting up out of the grave. And until we are saved, that's when we'll be saved. When we get the name of Jesus, filled with the Holy Ghost, live according to the will of God and the scriptures, when we are out of here, that's when we are truly saved. Because we're not going to be going up there with this flesh. We're going to be transformed in a moment, in a twinkling of the eye, when the, la- when the trump of God shall sound. And I was sharing with them, saints of God, you know, what he was saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I began to share about Christians. I said, let me take your number, you know. And, and I said, you all, you know, we're just going to pray. You know, we're going to stay in touch. But saints of God, these are the things that people are meditating on. They have a concept that's distorted. It's like, as we said, rubber was. Rubber is it itself a place, a, a, a state of disorder. We're in a disorderly world. What are we going to do to cause us to stretch? Be effective. If, it, if, if you yourself have to use things that connect with people. When it comes to connecting with people, when it makes it, when, when you're understanding, God, I'm not trying to learn all this knowledge just to talk. I'm not just learning all the things that they will hear and like because I want them to feel good. I know a lot about sports, but I'm not just going to use sports as a way of which to say, hey, come to church because we're going we gonna, to we gonna have all the time to, to, to enjoy and have those conversations. Yes, it's great. But I want to want to pour one thing. I want Jesus to come into your understanding, your consciousness. As we stand, we're going to ask the Lord to help us. We're going to ask the Lord that when we are to be stretched, capacities and levels and places where even us as believers have never been stretched before. Sometimes they say, they say the best thing in the morning is to actually stretch. It makes your blood flowing. It makes you, it makes you have a better uh, approach to the morning if you do these things. Sometimes, and I didn't mention you about what rubber is in itself. When, when rubber is pr- compressed and compacted, it's actually a danger in itself because the purpose of rubber is not for it to be pressed or compressed. It has, it has, its, it has its functions that, you know, that, that causes uh, it not to be as effective. But the purpose of rubber is to expand whatever's inside of it. To make sure that when it's expanding, the purpose of rubber is to be like a chain link. It's supposed to expand in itself. One level of 
of, 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 of its capacity alongside with itself, and its purpose is to stretch its length and stretch its cords to where it can be of effect. It can have its impact. It can have its purpose. Well, saints of God, this analogy is not just used as a prop. It is for us to see where we are going spiritually. How far? One analogy I'm going to leave with you. If I had a chair, I would show you. There was a message that Brother Anthony Mangan was talking. His father, his father was a historical apostolic pastor, apostolic preacher in, in Alexandria, in Louisiana. Pastor always talks about Pentecostals in Alexandria. One thing I, I know for sure that I admire was the teachings of what Bishop G.A. Mangan and Sister Vesta were saying. One of the things he mentioned is that when it comes to the church, when it comes to the soul winning, when it comes to, when it comes to the people of God, when it comes to those who are needing Jesus Christ, when it comes to this apostolic truth, we're going to hold on to the foundation. But we're also going to do it. We're going to reach. We're going to hold on to the foundation, saints of God, like we've never held it before. But best believe we're going to stretch. Just see yourself, saints of God. See yourself stretching towards. I am pressing towards the mark. Can we lift our hands in the presence of the Lord? Father, we thank you. Thank you for allowing us right now to be like lessons from rubber. Help us to know that, God, when you use us and when you called us, God, we weren't made uh, perfect. We were, not, we were not the best of what we saw. But, you know, what you made out of the mess, you made something beautiful. And we pray that, God, you will help us tonight. You will stretch our capacity to become elastic, to become not self-sufficient, but help us to know that we are workmen working up a spiritual house and a spirit, offering a spiritual sacrifice. We are your workmanship created unto good works. And Father, I pray that you will help Christ Center Church become effective as what rubber is purpose. I pray that you will help us to be like those four men that was determined to see that their friend to be healed. But more than anything, not just to be healed, but their sins to be forgiven. When he saw the four friends' faith, God, he knew that it was more important that that young man be healed of his soul and to be set free than to yet be healed in his physical body. Because you're all in the saving business. It's all about saving souls. It's all about seeing people saved. And God, let it be our mission. Let it be the, the breath we breathe. Let it be the air we breathe. Let it be the thought we think of. Help us as being an apostolic, a 21st century apostolic Pentecostal church. In the name of Jesus, bless those who are watching online near and far. Help them to be effective in their teaching. Help them to be uh, facilitate whoever they're, whoever, whoever they're being an effective impact to. Whether it be at their job, whether it be at their home, whether it be in their family, whether they meet someone on the street. Whether they meet someone in passing, I pray that we will have the burden of the Lord. The burden of the Lord to stretch ourselves. To understand that, God, you have, you, you have yet made us not just to make the number, but help us, oh God, to be effective. Help us to be everything that you've called us. And say, when Paul would say, listen, I know that I fought this good fight. I have finished my court at the end of the day. Let's say we have kept the faith. Henceforth laid up unto me, I've crowned the righteousness. Where the righteous God, the Lord will yet give, not just to them that will 
that will love him than those that will love his appearing. I know, saints of God, that it's not easy in this time. But God, let us have a desire and a testimony to know that, God, you are yet going to use us in this last hour, in this end time hour, to bring about a revival here and that people will be saved in this ministry. Bless us as we should transport from this place to our homes. Cover us from the air quality that's outside. Lord God, I come against any such thing that should harm the people of God in their physical anatomy. I pray that you will keep us from the crown of our head to the soles of our feet. I thank God for their dedication and their determination. In spite of the conditions that are outside, they had a determination to come into the house of God. God, nothing should separate us from the love of Christ. Not even a fire that's happening in Canada. Not even smoke that's happening in New Jersey. Let nothing separate us, for this is the hour that you have called for the true worshipers. That the true worshipers will worship the Father, both in spirit and in truth. Bless us as we should go. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Put our hands together. Just give God praise. Thank you, for, thank you for suffering for me. I'm so sorry for being over my time, but we are giving to the house of God. Remember, we are giving to the giving campaign. And we give God thanks for those who are watching and everyone who's worshiping with us. God bless you all. Have a wonderful evening. In Jesus' name, God bless you.